0: The box. You opened it. We came. It's just a puzzle Oh no. It is a means to summon us. You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies didn't! The son of a bitch, you left the bodies and you only moved the headstones!
1: Welcome to Do You Like Scary Movies? Each week we will explore all aspects of horror, featuring actors, writers, musicians, and some very scary treats. Now your hosts, Brian and Kathy. So, uh, because some of the people listening don't know who you are, can you introduce yourself?
0: Sure. My name is Jeff Kakarinsky. I am an independent film director and screenwriter. Um, I've been seriously making films now probably for, like, the last 10 years or so. Um, a lot, mostly, obviously, in the horror genre. <laughs> um, a lot of my movies have been featured in, uh, recently in some anthology films, such as 60 Seconds to Die 2, "Grind Exploitation 4, and most recently, Wild Eye Releasing's Welcome to Hell. And, um... I'm taking the opportunity now to expand on a lot of things that I've been doing and going forward with a feature film called Essence, and we've got some great things going on about it. got Lynn Laurie in it, and a cool
1: cast. Um, I I think that's it. (laughs) That's absolutely great, Uh, and it sounds like you make most of the movies that I've probably already watched. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed in the horror film genre, so...
0: Yeah, so am
1: I. <laughs> yeah, I. I I didn't realize you'd done one of the sixty second videos. Those are great.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the second one, which hasn't come out yet, sixty seconds to die one was released last year, and two is coming out in spring of this coming year, I think they told us. Okay. So then there's gonna be a third one coming out sometime in the future too, and I'm in both of those.
1: <laughs> well, right, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that because those things are just, they're amazing. They're a lot of fun, yeah. They're a lot of fun. So your your new project, uh, how long have you been working on that?
0: Oh, God. I actually started writing the groundwork for the story back in 2012. Um, and it's gotten quite different than what it is now, but uh, finally got the screenplay polished to where I like at the beginning of this year. And interestingly enough, while I was still writing it, at the beginning of the year, we already had our cast figured out and everything. Everybody was ready to go on. They were just waiting for me to
1: finish the script. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you kind of had me when you said it was somewhere between Cronenberg and Lynch. Now that that makes it as surreal and weird as possible. So I, I hope you're able to to stick with that.
0: We are definitely, or I am at least definitely sticking with that because uh, Cronenberg and Lynch are my two huge inspirations. Um, Especially, obviously, on this project. I mean, we're dealing with um, themes of duality and body horror and um, even giant talking bugs. I mean, not like giant kaiju-sized talking bugs, but there is a roach that kind of pays tribute to uh, Cronenberg's Naked Lunch, one of my favorite movies. So, yeah, we're making this as weird as possible.
2: (laughs) What really interested me was when you said this was going to be a horror film that people will connect to emotionally yeah um, the, the general
0: basis of this deals with a, a mother who has lost her son um, and it deals a lot with the grief that she goes through and the hell basically that she'll put herself through literally to have another chance with her son whether it be in ghost spirit form or, uh, connection to this alternate dimension, this alternate reality. Um, so there's a deep emotional feeling about being a parent and the grieving process of losing a child or, you know, anybody that's lost anybody for that matter. But, um, there's a real deep seated emotional context in that point.
2: That's great. Cause I know that if a film can engage me emotionally, especially a horror
0: film, doesn't happen very often, and it makes the fear just that much more real. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think that's what's missing a lot with today's horror films, um, especially with the remake after remake after remake. We're just getting a lot of generic stuff, and what I'm trying to do here is... is it's obviously horror with elements of dark sci-fi, but, yeah, we, I really want that emotional context to play. I really want you to feel... For these characters, especially our main character Joanna, I really want people to understand and feel what she's going through, um, making these discoveries in this room, and you know, having this ability to help other people in a world—the uh, backstory of the movie in the world that's basically collapsed—and her ability to go to this hidden room, that's this alternate dimension, to help people communicate with their loved ones that have passed on, whatever. But. Every time she goes in that room, she's just not able to reconnect with her son, and it just really haunts her, yeah.
1: Now, one thing I was going to ask is, uh, you've mentioned a lot of the cast members. Uh, I, I kind of have one that uh, I, I have many previous conversations with, but uh, let us know about the cast. Uh, where where did they come from? Who are they? Sure. A lot of the cast is local to where I'm at in Illinois.
0: Um, a lot of them are theater experienced, great theater actors. Pamela Adam is our main star actress in this movie. She plays the role of Joanna. She's had a lot of theater experience in the area. Um, well versed in musicals too she's an excellent singer although we don't really have any singing numbers in this movie
1: <laughs> well it's time to write that musical number
0: I think we might have to do a horror musical after this this will be my third time working with her in an in a, uh, independent film we did a film last year called Dread Flush together which was about a um, uh, spirit that haunts Japanese public restrooms <laughs> and um, we did a short the uh, 60 Seconds to Die film that'll be in the third installation of that called recapitulation which is kind of like a shorter version of essence it explores the central theme of finding a room this whole weird david lynch david cronenberg ideas
2: and stuff so yeah she's our main star um the rest of the cast is uh
0: jacob alt another local actor um this is his first film he's done a lot of theater around town I can't say too much about his role other than that he plays a mysterious figure that comes out of this room that Joanna finds where she's able to um, make these connections with the afterlife, I guess. Um, And he kind of mimics her actions. It could be like uh, some people have said it could be her son in older form or it could be... Uh, uh, a, a, a maturation of all the pain that she's going going through and I'm not really going to say you'll have to watch the movie <laughs> any good director won't reveal too much so um, rounding out the cast is all local people Mark Miller um, Diane Pritchard uh, David Buzzboom, who is actually an author um, in the speculative fiction horror genre He's got a few independent uh, short stories in his first novella out. He's not really an actor, but I've always worked with him in my movies. He usually plays the creatures, and this will be the first time in one of my movies that he's actually playing a normal person. (laughs) Although he is supplying the voice for our talking bug, which is lovingly named Bill after William S. Burroughs, and he did a great job of kind of replicating that dry voice that Burroughs
1: had. So looking forward to that. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Now, the, the reason I was asking is uh, we've had, how can I say this right, many encounters with Lynn Lowry, so. Okay. She, she is our big star
0: in this. Um, it's She plays the role of Deb, who is kind of like a mother figure to our main character. Um, she visits our main character several times since... She Joanna, our main character, is not really able to, I don't want to say not take care of herself, but she's so lost in this process of trying to find her son and getting the answers that she wants. Lynn Lowry's character kind of steps in and makes sure she's eating properly and it's somebody to for her to talk to and um, help her out with her problems, but there's a lot more to her character, especially by the end of the movie. There's a whole big twist. Can't say too much, but there's more to Lynn's character than just being some nice mother-like figure. <laughs>
1: now, I, I do have to ask the question of, of of all the people out there. How did you end up with her?
0: It is really strange how it happened. Um, I've been a fan of her work for a long time, and she actually contacted me via Facebook. we had been Facebook friends for a few years and um i think i just did like a mass invitation to this project page and she had inquired she sent me a direct message and said this sounds like a really interesting project um can you tell me more about it and it just went from there and she loved the script she read it back in like march or april she absolutely loved it and she jumped on board right away oh
1: that's amazing
2: we are fans of lynn lowry's work absolutely
1: I, I have more she is amazing. I have more signed items from her than I think I do from almost anybody else. <laughs> well, and, 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 I actually. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I actually got a chance to meet her in Chicago
0: back in August. I think it was at the Flashback Weekend, and um, I'm about two hours away from Chicago. I drove up there purposely just so I could meet her before. Um, you know, we actually stepped into production, and we ended up talking for like two and a half,
1: three hours, just about general stuff, and she's really awesome in person. She's so nice. And she's absolutely... A, and that's the thing I found out about most of the horror people is unlike actors in other other genres, horror people really seem to be really decent, good people in general. Yes. yes. Yeah, I was just looking at my wall back here and realized the last time that I had any interaction with Lynn Lowry, was kind of a sad day, actually. Uh... I had just talked to her, and she had one poster left from the Crazies that was signed by George Romero. Oh. And I got it from her in the morning, and that afternoon they announced that he'd died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. That's, oh. Yeah. That was. Oh, wow. But talk about bizarre, talking to somebody that was in one of his movies and then finding out later that afternoon. It's like. That's surreal. Talk about surreal and bizarre. Yeah, really unusual. Uh, now, now back to your movie a bit, I'm feeling kind of a little Lovecraft thing going on in here too. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: definitely, HPL is another big influence. Um, the whole idea about cosmic dimensions, um, we don't have like tentacles and a lot of scary things in here, we're not going for that. Uh, but we deal a lot with cosmic dimensions and, and there are like elder gods, although they're not particularly seen, they're mentioned, they're felt, and there's a window that's like a gateway in this room where people look through it and they do see certain things, so we're taking a huge inspiration from the whole cosmic horror Um God, elder gods, older gods, things that, you know, work in the shadows kind of approach to the Lovecraftness of this.
2: Well, you had me at giant talking bugs. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really awesome. What is it that draws you to the horror genre? Oh, God, I don't know. I think it all started, um, to be
0: honest with you, I was always more of a sci-fi guy or kid growing up. You know, I grew up with Star Wars and stuff, and then my mother... Was a big Stephen King fan, and I think just seeing her reading those books, and she would always tell me as a little kid what they were about. And then finally, like around sixth grade or so, I I read my first Stephen King book, which was Cujo. (laughs) Um, And I think that had a big influence on on uh, on my love for the horror genre. And and definitely seeing uh, the first Alien in 1979 in theaters as a first grader had a huge impact on me too. So. That's
1: where it all started. Well, no, it it definitely sounds like you've kind of got the same weird background uh, to a lot of horror people. I think it started off, you know, to blame Star Wars on horror is weird, but I think that it was kind of a a, a gateway movie. Uh, I think it was. (laughs) I mean, it introduced you to special effects, it in- introduced you to, you know, there were some mildly horrific things going in in a lot of sci-fi movies. And, yeah. and then in the 80s, they kind of crossed over with each other, which I thought was kind of fun. So, yeah, they, it's hard to find somebody that likes one and not the other. But they exactly. do exist.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um. I, I, like I had mentioned, I think that Star Wars was the gateway, but there was just something about seeing Alien as well, though. I mean, even though a lot of people regard it as a sci-fi film, it's still more horror to me. I mean, there was just something about that movie.
1: Well, it's been said. I mean, Alien is... It's a haunted house film. It just happens to be in space. Exactly. Exactly. And um, that's something that I think that they've kind of lost from the Alien franchise, too, is... It's become more of a sci-fi action movie and less of the haunted house movie that it was originally built as. I think that's that's one thing that maybe the fans would like to have back.
2: It's not as personal there you don't really have the connection anymore with the films.
1: Right. Which is I, I agree. Well, I think that's something that horror really brings in is being able to have that personal connection where you can relate to that character. In a sci-fi movie, generally, yeah, you can, but when you start dragging the action into it, it's more watching it than it is being a part of it.
0: Right. I, I, I would definitely agree. I mean, most of the, the really good horror films that I can think of, there was a connection emotionally, or just, it, it's hard to describe, but I think, um, going back to what you said about Alien, you know, um, as good as a movie as Aliens... Is Cameron's Aliens? I think that kind of strayed, obviously strayed from the haunted house to the military action sci-fi thing, and that's at the time I think what more people wanted. But I think now, you know, I was really excited for Alien Covenant because they were talking about it going back to kind of the origins, and it it just kind of fell flat. It It wasn't very scary. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, I agree with that. You know. Going back to something you said previously, I think you'd get a giggle out of a interview I did a few years ago. Okay, a lot of years ago, Uh, (laughs) because you were saying about uh, it'd be Lovecraftian but no tentacles. Uh, I was interviewing Drew Goddard just before Cabin in the Woods came out. Oh wow! And yeah, and going into the interview was hilarious because I really I I did it on the fly and didn't even realize who I was talking to while I was talking to him. <laughs> so it was a really bizarre interview. But they sent me all of the production notes ahead of time. And uh, I had to ask him because they had one thing and he confirmed it for me, that when they were testing the actors because they didn't want to let anything out of the you know out what was the movie was about, right. So what the screen test was for most of them was they got them in a room and sat them in the chair and they said okay what i want you to do is i want you to pretend that you're in a hot tub <laughs> and you're feeling really good in the hot tub and now all of a sudden there's something there's something in the water with you and and you think you see a tentacle pop up and all of a sudden it's touching you very inappropriately <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, inappropriate
1: tentacles just goes to a whole <laughs> yeah. other place. and that was <laughs> that, gets, <yeah. laughs> that was his his test to see how these people would react to obviously a lot of monsters that weren't going to be there. Right, right. That's a great way to do it, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget that though. Reading it, I thought it was going to be part of the movie the way it was written into the notes. Oh wow! And I'm that actually. Really cool. <laughs> I'm like, so is this really happening? He's like, no, no, it was the screen test that we were doing. Like, oh, ah. that, that's a little different, but still, wow.
0: Wow. It, you know, um, in Cabin in the Woods, I was kind of hoping that when they did, you know, I'm assuming that most people have seen it already, um, when the, the gods or whatever it was came out from under the earth, I was kind of hoping it would be a giant tentacle. I don't know. I was just... <laughs> like, oh okay,
1: come on, this movie has been so good so far, let's just have giant tentacles come up, let's just totally do it. Well, I think I mean, probably that's what he would have gone for, but I don't right. think the general public, not not the the horror community, but the general public wouldn't have understood it. I don't think they would have, I agree. Yeah. And, I don't know, they touched on so many other cool monsters, though, so, he, he did definitely a dedication to, to everything out there. Right.
0: Well, we, we do have um, besides the talking bug, we have a giant human-sized cocoon in this, too, that someone hatches out of. So. <laughs> um,
2: that just sounds like way too much fun for a horror fan. Well,
0: in constructing this cocoon so far, we haven't filmed that scene, but constructing it's been a lot of fun and, and putting, like, little details of um, how the body develops inside the cocoon, the arms that are going to kind of wiggle inside of it, and sometimes they look like bones, or sometimes they're going to have a little little bit more fleshy. It's just all this icky stuff that's just so much fun to work with.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful.
2: And right now you're still doing some fundraising for the film, correct?
0: We are. We have 25 days left on our fundraiser um, because we need a lot of help on the effects Um, We're we're doing everything, I would say, 90% practical. Um, There's a few CGI scenes that we're going to do to enhance some things, but the practical side of it is what's needing the money. Plus, we want to take good care of our cast and crew. I mean, a lot of the independent... Well, everything's independent. A lot of the short films I've done, everybody was... You know, we'll do this for free. We'll donate our time, that kind of stuff. But with this kind of project and with the people that are involved, you know, it there's a there's a budget. <laughs> okay, so there's when, a budget this time.
2: So where can people go to support your film?
0: We're on Indiegogo. Um, if they look up Essence, a psychedelic gothic film, um, or they can check out. Uh, I've got a Twitter page at Jeff Kakmarinsky where I have been relentlessly posting on that. And um, we, I've also have a Facebook page, Essence a Psychedelic Gothic Movie, where we've been posting a lot of the links on there too. But we are on Indiegogo under Essence.
1: Well, I will make sure that when I post this, I'll get links to the the funding page and everything up because this. Well, it sounds like you're going to make it either way, but it needs to be made right, I guess. The right word. We're,
0: we're gonna, I mean, if the Indiegogo campaign doesn't work, we are looking at other alternatives to finance the money. I mean, we have backup plans, I guess you could say, whether they're the best backup plans. Probably not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're, we're already entering a uh, production phase is a little longer than most movies because a lot of the talent I'm working with locally here have other schedules and things like that, so... We've got another weekend of shooting coming up next weekend. And then um, we really start, after the holidays, we start intense shooting in in January. That's when Lynn Lowry's coming up, and we'll be shooting her scenes, and then it's just going to be kind of a nonstop go thing, shooting a lot of stuff.
1: Well, and that's one thing I've learned is, especially in independent horror, uh, there's no such thing as a production deadline. Uh, No. (laughs) uh, (laughs) No. Not that I'm naming the film or anything, but one film that I was involved in took over five years to be produced, so uh, yeah. it, it can go a long, long time. It definitely can. Um, I tinkered with one of my short films that's in
0: the Wild Eye uh, film, Welcome to Hell. I think I tinkered with that for like three years until I was satisfied enough with it with reshoots and everything, and that's just a 15-minute movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So are, are you looking at, for this, this new one, are you looking for uh, 90 minutes or some crazy extended version?
0: Um, it'll probably clock in
1: between 80 and 90
0: minutes. Um, it, it's hard to say because with the script, so many of the shots are kind of long takes and people staring at things and reacting to things. and. <laughs> long drawn out shots and you're like okay it's an 85 page script but with some of these shots though it it could go to 90 above 90 minutes so it's about average length but you never know uh when maggie wagner joined us uh actress out of la and new york we she wanted to be a part of the movie we had to create a character and scenes for her so that extended a little bit too so
1: (laughs) yeah i guess that when you're when you're looking at a script and it does have a lot of, like you say, looking at things or quiet space or things like that, a page a minute just doesn't add into it anymore. No, yeah, the page a minute rule. I found. I mean,
0: the <laughs> the dreadflush movie I made last year about the Japanese toilet spirit was a 15 minute with 15 page script. It ended up being a 23 minute movie. I so can, I can see the page know. a minute. <laughs>
1: You know, it's interesting because probably about six or seven years ago, I was doing some research on toilet ghosts throughout the world. I <laughs> I, I didn't know anybody ever done anything about it because it, strangely enough, is it's a thing. I didn't know that.
0: It is a thing. Yeah, every every uh, culture seems to have a a bathroom spirit, yeah. and Japan has several. <laughs>
1: It's really bizarre, but yeah, the reason I say that, and one of the things on uh, one of my other uh, habits, hobbies, businesses, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, we investigate claims of paranormal activity, Uh and we have one that we, over the years, have lovingly renamed the Toilet Ghost, because the first thing that they said when they contacted us was, we don't know what to do because in the middle of the night, while there's nobody in there, the toilet flushes. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you know, from here on out, it's gonna be the toilet ghost people.
2: Well, it's kind of amazing with uh, researching paranormal claims how many claims have bathroom ghosts in them.
1: Absolutely. Really? Well, and, wow. And a lot of, uh, if you go to a, a, a restaurant that's haunted or a hotel that's haunted, a lot of the claims seem to go around the women's restroom, especially.
0: And and that's where our movie takes place, too, in a women's restroom. Well, <laughs> of
2: course. Our restrooms are all haunted.
1: Exactly.
2: I think so. <laughs> that's why we always go to the bathroom together.
1: Oh, that's, that's <laughs> the safety in numbers thing. Okay,
2: I got gotcha. you. So where would we see that short film? Um, it's actually playing
0: on Amazon Prime. It's a it's a free movie. Uh, we put it up there for free. We make a little bit of revenue off the ads that play before it, like 50 cents a month. <laughs> right.
2: Brian's very excitedly looking for it right now, so I think we're going to watch it. <laughs> it called, it's called
0: Dread Flush. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, Dread Flush, The Legend of Akamanto or something like that, but it's just basically Dread Flush. <laughs>
2: that's awesome. I think we're going to probably watch that right after
1: this. <laughs> yeah, that's so... Uh... That's definitely going to be the uh, the the final cap for the night here, um, <laughs> and it looks like we're coming up on a half hour here. So, is there anything else that you would like to get out to people? Uh, and we'll make sure to push the the fundraising site out uh, everywhere. I, I guess um, on the fundraising side, um,
0: I I know my name isn't is well known, and sometimes that has a hindrance to fundraising but i just want to assure people that we are really making something i feel really unique um our whole cast and crew feels it's very unique it's it's gonna be quite like something you haven't seen in a long time it's a throwback to 70s psychedelic horror films it's got a little bit of the feeling of the 80s movies to it too but the way we're putting it all together um And being reminiscent of Lynch and Cronenberg, I just think we have something really special. um, Something that's truly terrifying, but emotionally rocking at the same time.
2: Yeah, so everyone that's out there, if you support independent horror, please support this film because it just sounds so refreshing and so different. It'd be really nice to see this get made.
1: Yes, it would.
0: Thanks. I mean, we're doing a lot of experiments with lighting as well, too. Our lighting design is is going to be kind of like a bad acid trip, I guess you could say. Uh, we want this to just really, and everything, instead of everything being dark, muted colors like it is, we're, we're going for a lot of shadows and stuff. But we're also going for a lot of intense colors and moving lights and patterns and designs. I mean, when you're dealing with an alternate reality in reality middle of the cosmic dimension, who's to say what it would look like, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, and I think you mentioned something about uh, being a huge fan of Suspiria and trying to, to do something like
0: I'm a huge fan of Suspiria, and the one thing that I will always love about that movie is the cinematography, the lighting design. I mean, it just blows me away every time I watch it, so... Yeah, I don't know if we're necessarily trying to emulate exactly what Argeno did, but I'm taking that like to another level, I guess. I don't think I can be as good as Argeno, but the inspiration for the colors and everything is definitely there from that movie. Yeah,
1: that's, that's great. Well, I guess it's uh, about time to wrap this up, so great talking to you, and uh, keep in touch. We'll see how this thing goes.
2: Yeah, let us know how Happen things are world. going and how we can help. Definitely will. I, I will keep you guys in the loop all the time.
1: Sounds great. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot.
2: Bye. The box. Ah! Ah! You opened it. We came. It's just a puzzle box! Oh, no. It is a
0: means to summon us. You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch, you left the bodies and you only moved the head.